SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, folks, away we go on a Friday. Vegas Sportsbook Radio from the KSHB Studios in Las Vegas, Series Channel 204. And along the Sports Grid Radio Network, Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. We've got great guests coming your way, as always, on a Friday. Andy Isco is going to join us from The Logical Approach. Jay Cornegay is going to check in from the Superbook over at the Westgate in hour number one. Hour number two, our pal Chuck Esposito is out at Sunset Station today. Our friends at Stations Casinos, he'll be on board with us. And then locally, we'll have Vegas Hockey Hotline. Steve Karp's going to be in here. Lots on the docket in the NHL, even in the offseason, even though these guys are up in cottage country. So, if you're a regular listener of the program, usually on Fridays, I'm out at Sunset Station. In studio, sorry, Stevie, your one-day break is bad. Damn it. I'm here. And uh, the reason we're here, uh, the traffic around the valley today, it was going to be... There were hurdles to, to get out there. And honestly, it gives us the opportunity to talk about this. Um, Micah May, uh, an NHP highway patrol officer, was killed in the line of duty. And basically, he's having his service now. And there are processions to the church and then to uh, the, the Palm Mortuary, I believe. Right. And it was an incredible sight this morning. The procession was incredible uh, is so long and went the length of the strip and then on the highway and the services i believe should be beginning momentarily but it just gives us an opportunity and i we say this all the time on memorial day veterans day it shouldn't be just memorial day veterans day um, police officers first responders firemen men and women the you know, what they do for us. I mean, they're putting their life on the line every day. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm here today because there were traffic issues that are very well warranted. So it was the right play to come to be here today, but wanted to make sure that we got the word out to pay honor to Micah May and basically all the brethren that are out there paying um, paying their respects to him today. Correct. I fully agree. I very much respect uh, the first responders and all the uh, police people uh, that serve Las Vegas and, and all of our uh, our military veterans for all the freedoms that I have. Yep. Amen to that. And think about it. I mean, honestly, how lucky we are. We whine about a bad beat here or this <laughs> or that. And, you know, I mean, we're talking sports for a living. And, yeah. And you know, oh. we are lucky. We, that, that reminds me, did you see, unfortunately, J.R. Richard passed away yesterday? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Enos Cabell, a teammate. Do you remember Enos Cabell? Yeah. He was a, a third baseman mostly, I think, but he could play all, a lot of lot of different positions. Was was Jr.'s teammate? Apparently, friends after their careers were over, and unfortunately, said uh, that uh, Jr. passed uh, from COVID-related issues. So, yeah, oh no, no, an incredible career, boy. When he was on top of oh, his game man. in that era, untouchable. Well, no, he had that fastball that w- went up as it got as it approached the batter. It rose. It, it, he could throw that thing so hard. So the big story this morning. Yes. Josh Allen. Oh, what happened? Inks a six-year. Oh, good for him. Two hundred fifty-eight million dollar deal. So. Smart move by the Bills. Yeah. Playing with fire to let him go if he had – he was the runner-up in MVP voting last year. Right. If he were to have a year like last year, and the hope and belief is he's going to be even better this year. Right. The kind of dough you'd be spending. I mean, you know, but Mahomes got, what, $500 million? I, I don't know. It's a, but it's $150 million guaranteed. Uh, but – the smart thing about it is you don't want that kind of thing where they and he says and most guys do he says all the right it'll take care of itself believe me if that thing's hanging over your head and you're worried about getting hurt and you're losing your big payday i think between the years now allen's set to go really go off so for their sake a smart move and honestly all things being equal not a, not an outlandish deal. I mean, I won't. No, I think it's good I, for the player. I think it's decent for the organization. Yeah, as well. o- only one fifty guaranteed. I, I don't think that's you know for six years. That's I would uh, I would do that if I was Buffalo. And for him, you know, the Buffalo dollars go pretty far, don't they, Brian? I mean, that that's a lot of cake in Buffalo. Oh, in that community. Well, New York State tax ain't fun. Oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> but the cost of living, no, no, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, I, well, Stevie. I don't care if you live on Pluto, $258 million. It goes far. <laughs> I would certainly hope. All right. No, planet, Pluto's not a planet anymore. We can't go there. So it'd have to be like what, what Mars. Is, what is Pluto? I don't know. It's some kind of rock floating out there. I, now, that's a bad beat. If you're Pluto. I know. Isn't it? I mean, he's lost all his juice. He's, I mean, what, he, he probably doesn't know what he is now. He's just floating out there. Talk about a lack of respect. I, I, I feel bad for Pluto. See, everybody thinks of Pluto now. They just think of the cartoon character. Right. Well, that was a great dog. Lunchtime. John Smith subs, 9701 West Flamingo. Great eating. It's a Friday. All the six-inch subs are only five bucks, and the fries is outstanding. Oasis, 4955 South Decatur. Do your fantasy draft there. The banquet room's great. Call, reserve it now. Coming back, we get things started with Andy Isco. a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning edge or don't and wish you had. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
right, back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Our producer back in New York, our pal Chris Pavona. Yeah. Don't forget him. Does a great job for us. We'll have the college editions. Shows air several times on the weekend. College football, NFL editions of Vegas Sportsbook Radio with the likes of Kenny White, Bruce Marshall, Mark Lawrence. So we'll be having a presence on the weekend along the Sports Grid platforms as well. We're in the KSHP studios today on a Friday. I'm Lessing and Steve Slabshot. Before we bring Andy in, I was three for three yesterday. Nice. Number one said it would be one of the worst games in the history of football. That's one. <laughs> and Steelers in the under. That's <laughs> two and three. Well done. Well, the under is, come on, man, in yeah, the Hall yeah. of Fame game, they yeah. want to get, although it, it's like, this thing's like the dead under, right? Of course, it's the one thing can happen in preseason football. And the kid from, the, like five minutes ago, the kid from the Cowboys fumbles a punt at like the 20-yard line. And then the Cowboys actually came up with a stop. But out of nowhere, you know, it ain't over till it's over. Yeah. But that's what you get in the Hall of Fame game and in the preseason. Hey, we were having a – let's bring Andy Isco in. Hi, Andy. How you doing? Our buddy Andy Isco from The Logical Approach. How you doing, pal? I'm doing great, Brian. And, of course, you talk about the Hall of Fame game. And so often, you know, with, with the players barely in camp and everything – it's a little more often than a, than a controlled scrimmage. But as far as the worst game in NFL history, I think you have to go back, oh, what, 20, 30 years to that uh, Monday night game between the Giants and the Cardinals with the field goals missed and everything. Uh, that one is still going to be tough to beat. There was a game, i got to look it up. I should, I'm going from memory. It was a Bills-Jets game in Orchard Park, a game that had like 50-mile-an-hour wins. And if I'm not mistaken, there may have only been one pass completed in the game. It was, it, it, it was something like that. It, it sounds vaguely familiar. I don't remember the, the specifics, but I, I do remember a number of games up there, a number involving the Jets that were not very pretty. There, I, I remember, uh, yeah, some games at Giant Stadium, right, Andy, where you, where you could not throw the football, and, and it just was not fun to watch. Those first two years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that was grisly. Uh, maybe the first year or two with the Seattle Seahawks, also uh, fairly unwatchable. There's not much to really take away from last night's game because, again, you, players are basically still getting in shape. But I actually was impressed early in the game the way the Dallas defenders were really getting at it. They were playing with some pretty decent intensity. I guess, again, a lot of these guys are backups and looking to impress the coaching staff and make the team. But that's, uh, that, was, that was really about the only thing that really had me uh, mildly impressed about the uh, tenor and tone of the game last night. All right, Andy, I found it. This interweb thing's pretty cool. Yeah. September 1974, Namath went 2 for 18 for 33 yards, and Ferguson went 0 for 2. <laughs> they, you couldn't throw the ball. I mean, they, they couldn't keep the ball on the field to snap it. Right. Who was the Bills? Was that Lou Saban at the time, or was he gone by then? Oh, no, 70, no, mid-70s. Knox? No, 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 no. That, that probably was still Lou Saban. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was, that was still the, the... Or John Roush, maybe? Was he there? No, 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 in the 70s. Roush was in the 60s. Yeah, I think it, it was Lou. I think it was Lou oh, Saban. Okay. Yeah, no, it, no, that's why the, the Bills... I think the final was, was it? said it? 16-12. All you could do was run the football. But, hey, I got to ask Andy, because we were just having a little friendly debate with a buddy of ours before we went on the air, who happens to be a Cowboys fan. Our buddy Dana Lane. 
In fact, I, I think. In, in, in fact, I think you need a day off next week. Yeah, you're, you're down the road. Yeah, yeah. Dana's going to come in and do the show. Well, some oh. All right. So, I'm telling you, Andy. What do you make? It's the Hall of Fame game. I get it. You're not playing starters in these games, nor should you. And I'm of the belief that you don't necessarily need them to play in any subsequent preseason games. But Prescott missing eight days of practice. Listen, in training camp, every rep matters. And the stuff you're working on in camp, you're installing the entire playbook so that when you get to week five and here's the game plan, okay, now we'll practice the stuff that we worked on back in training camp. You don't want to be installing stuff in week five. And the quarterback's the maestro of the whole thing. I mean, to me, that's a red flag. I'm sure he'll be there opening day, but I wonder potentially how significant this shoulder thing is with Prescott. Well, any any number of things come to mind. Obviously, what you say is a concern. You wonder though if it's if his absence last night was uh, due to injury or you know the more you know the severity of the injury more than perhaps we think. No, or not last that, night. Forget the game, bud. This is about missing eight practices. Yeah, I don't know. It's that too, but also you know not wanting him to get involved with other than the starting unit. Uh, you know, one thing the NFL has done, uh, I believe, correctly in shortening the preseason to three weeks is that after that third week everybody has that following weekend off so you don't go from like week four preseason into the regular season the following week so you've got about uh, uh, roughly 10 to 14 days off after that final third preseason game to get set for the season I would think that in a situation uh, such as Prescott and possibly with some other key players that may or may not begin the season Saquon Barkley for the Giants for example is that a lot of the work that they really want to get done will be done in those 10 to 14 days leading up to the season opener uh, for players who uh, may not have had the opportunity to work well with the starting unit. And by that time, by that, by after the third preseason game, uh, most players will be ready to go and will be fine-tuning. So uh, it is a concern about that, Prescott. Let's see when he does return to practice. And, yes, you're right. The longer that he remains out of practice, the more of a concern it should be. I agree with you there on the last statement, Andy. And, and I just – during the interview – Last night during the game, he said he's got you know five weeks to get ready, and I'm thinking, no, you don't. You don't. You don't want to be you know ready right at the time you know that they 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 flip the coin in Tampa Bay. You you want to be ready, as you say, like a week before that. Well, the funny thing is, I think, and I didn't see it. Dana was telling me, but Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw, asked him a question, and he skated around it. He he said specifically, where in the shoulder, what part? Like Bradshaw's a guy who would know being a former right, quarterback, right. and you know Prescott kind of skated around it. But clearly, that was that was a question that was asked, like you know, so he could try to figure out just how severe this thing is. Right. Is it nagging or is it a potential thing that's going to get worse? And you know, you don't want a quarterback. No, who you're not giving quarterbacks maintenance days in the first ten days of camp. No, I mean, the answer, uh, you know, clearly uh, Prescott does not want to, nor should he reveal what the extent is or where the damage is. Say it's a sore shoulder or something like that. Don't let the, the opposition know that, uh, you know, hey, his left shoulder is uh, is weaker than we think. Uh, but, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's a situation, I believe, where uh, – 
caution is the better uh, thing. If they, there have been players who have missed all of preseason games and have looked sharp coming out of the gate. Obviously, you'd like to have them work a little bit, even if it's in scrimmages before the season begins. But, you know, it's uh, it's how you're playing in December. You want to make sure you get to December with a chance. And if, that, if that's at the expense of sitting out the preseason, sitting out practices, so be it. At least this year, unlike last year, they did have some opportunities to work out during the spring months leading into training camp, which they didn't have last year. So uh, by default, uh, teams should be ahead of where they were last year at this time. Well, the one thing I would say that, Stevie, you agreed with this, the Cowboys, those backups aren't going to cut it. And, you know, this is a – you hope against hope for his sake. I mean, he comes back and plays well, but the backups, I don't think you're going to cut it for them. No. You and I both know uh, Gilbert's father, by the way. He he played for the Bills on those Super Bowl teams. Yeah, and then uh, he's from Red Bluff, California, which, uh, which I know all about and played for Cal. So I so we I, th- those backups did not look good for the Cowboys last night. That's a concern. Andy is goes with us. We'll take a quick timeout. Series two hundred four, the Sports Grid Radio Network, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Coming in from out of town, you're heading down the strip. Swing by Treasure Island. See our pal Tony Neville, the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Beautiful new book. Great food. Great atmosphere. Information is at least as important as what it is. We're your tr- sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, and our pal Andy Isco from The Logical Approach. Jay Cornegay is going to join us in the next segment. Andy's going to be with us. We, we got Andy on a tether. He'll be back in and out with us. All but right. Andy, there's a great proxy service. We're going to talk to Jay Cornegay about the Super Contest in the next segment. If you are coming to Vegas and you want to get involved in any of the big contests around town, and you need a proxy to put your picks in each and every week. We got the guy for you. He's on the phone. Andy at VegasAndy711 at Cox.net. That's the best way for folks to get hold of you, right? Uh, that is correct. And as a matter of fact, I will be over at the Westgate later this afternoon, not just to sign somebody up, but to uh, uh, make my own entry, which will be the 30 30- first consecutive year that I will have been in the contest. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. My... Now, wait a minute. Every year you use a different pseudonym. That so, is correct. Okay. So we just, we want you to, well, we're saying it on the radio so people would know. But uh, we, we, I, will, I will let you know next week. Oh, uh, but we have an idea. We have an idea. For, we said in the first segment that, you know, Pluto's no longer a planet. It doesn't get any respect. I mean, maybe throw Pluto in there. 
Uh, that, that did cross my mind, but I'm going to go back a little bit to something not quite as old as, as Pluto, but I will be using a reference to something that was popular in the 1930s and got recycled in the 60s and 70s. And uh, there's a number, I don't know that anyone can necessarily figure it out out of off of that hint, but when I mention it uh, next week, if this is the one I end up going with, uh, you'll get a chuckle. The goofy traditions and superstitions we all have. That's a good one. Throw a different. My favorite one that I've used of the thirty previous uh, was a little awful Andy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, I, then just, we... I just never recycled them. No, oh, nicely done. Whether, whether I've done well or poorly, especially if I've done well, I've just retired them, and uh, hopefully, I've got many more to go. And uh, the, uh, the the challenge of, of creativity uh, is something I look forward to every year. And again, the contest, our pal Tony Miller downtown at the Golden Nugget with the Ultimate Football Challenge which entails college and professional football, is another unique contest that people love. So, Andy, we've got the Hall of Fame game under our belt. Football's back. There were many stretches of the game that were grisly. Nonetheless, there were moments of it you watch and go, hey, man, football's back. But now we look and we've got a full slate of preseason games coming up in week one. And I'm telling you, there are defined betting strategies for that. There are seven new head coaches. These guys will maybe want to make a statement and have a bigger bounce in their step than established coaches. And then you look for teams that have quarterback battles going on. Other than that, the quality teams. Baltimore is the one that's interesting to me, Stevie, because Harbaugh wants to win, and it works because it leads into blowouts in week one. They come out of the gate every year like a rabbit, but they've been a mash unit. But, Andy, there are defined strategies for preseason football. There really are. I'll be looking to see if they're going to vary this year because of those two factors. The fact that there are just three weeks, three games, rather than four, with the exception of uh, Pittsburgh and Dallas, who will be playing four because of their appearance last night. So the shortening of the, of the uh, uh, preseason schedule from four weeks to th- four games to three, and also the addition of a bye week for all teams after that third preseason game leading into the first week of the regular season if teams may try different things. And I think that's where it pays to really scour the Internet, Twitter, etc., see if you can get some information out of what the local beat writers are talking about. They may uh, be able to uh, provide some nuggets of information because unlike the regular season, the coaches are a little bit more open in, uh, in preseason as far as what they're looking to do, what kind of reps they're going to give out, who's going to play with what unit, etc. Uh, you mentioned the seven new coaches, I mean, that's nearly a quarter of the league. You know, 32 teams, eight would be a quarter, so seven is one short of that. And often you have a lot of battles for the uh, new coaches, especially those that come in from outside the organization, getting familiar with the players. Those tend to be a little bit more intense as far as uh, the opportunity to win positions or upgrade yourself on the uh, depth chart. So I'll be taking a look at that. I generally, however, do not get involved in betting the preseason because my thought on the preseason and, and I'm not going to say anything negative or poo-poo anything about those who do extremely well in the preseason because there are people who study a lot and have uh, defined some things uh, that they found over the years that have worked. Uh, but I believe that the importance of preseason is to be ready to start the regular season. You can try some things out. I, I've always wondered in the preseason why nine times out of ten after scoring a touchdown, you don't go for two. So you can work on a few things that you know 
at some point in the regular season, you will need. I mean, yeah, the the, uh, the extra point is it's not quite as automatic as it was before. You could take a look at last night's game as an example of that. But nonetheless, you want to be able to work on some plays against live competition oh. that you may need uh, in the regular season. Not that you're going to necessarily show anything, but you may be working on a few things that uh, will give you some idea as to whether or not you need to improve or maybe just discard. And Stevie, I mean, not only that, and points well taken. No, really but they, well but, taken. But they don't want to go to overtime. They yeah. want the game over. Right. So key numbers aren't key numbers in preseason football. They're just not. Well, I think that's a really oh, good point. One point. and two are more important. Yes. You know, if it's 14 to 7 and you score to make it 14-13, you're going to go for two so that you're either going to lose 14-13, win 15-14, but you're not playing any extra snaps. I'm I'm never been one of these guys, you know, if I think a team's going to win, I, I'm not I'm not like doing money line Stuff on a favorite. Gotcha. Not doing it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if, if a line's one and a half or something in a preseason game because key numbers aren't key numbers, that that would be like the only time I would even consider doing a money line wager on a on a favorite. You know, yeah. pay small juice because now you're not you're taking that goofball uncertainty out at the end of games. I generally don't do money line stuff on in, in point spread sports. There have been times when I I felt really good about it and what I'll do is I'll, I'll take half of what I would have wagered, do half on the point spread and half on the money line. I've done that before. But in, in general... I usually use the money line in uh, college and pro football on underdogs that are... I will often split the wager when the uh, money line... When the, when, the, when the point spread is plus three or less. When it's a little bit more than plus three, I'll... Uh, I'll take a little bit more on the point spread than I will on the money line. But at lines like that where you're basically looking for less than a touchdown, I think teams with underdogs of four or less, and I don't have the exact numbers, but I know it's been profitable over the years with the money line, playing underdogs of, I think, four or less on the money line uh, has worked out nicely. I'm going to look that up now. I've got some work to do, Andy. I, I want to go back. I, I thought that was a really good point by you. In, in, in preseason football, look, the, 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 the field goal kicker can go practice by himself all, all preseason long on the practice field to make, you know, to make the extra points. Where, whereas, you, you know, th- this is a, a, a really good opportunity for you to work on two-point diversions, and you may need one you know, during the season. So, so know what you can do and what you can't do in that spot. Well, not only that, the more times that you attempt a two-point conversion in preseason, show, let's say you, you attempt 12 two-point conversions in preseason, show 12 different looks. That way, the team you're playing against in the regular season will say, oh, we've seen their two-point conversion attempt before, but we've seen 12 different ones. We don't know what they like to do. Right. Yeah. And, and, and then also, as a, as a coaching staff, you, you, you now have film, tape that you can look at and say, okay, here's why that worked well. Here's why that didn't work well. We want to modify this, whatever. And, and now when, when you need that two-point in a game during the regular season, you've got a better idea of what you can and can't do. No, exactly. You use, pre, you use preseason to, uh, you know, for several purposes. Clearly you use it to work on what you're going to do and what you need to improve upon where, where your strengths and weaknesses are, but also to plant seeds of doubt in the minds of upcoming opponents as to what you may or may not do in certain situations. Give your opponents more to think about. Now, that may be carrying it a little bit too far, and I'm not sure how many coaching staffs, well, Bill Belichick probably thinks about four or five weeks 
the head. Maybe a couple of others do as well. But as part of the process is to give your upcoming opponents something to be confused about, something to worry. A split second of difference in recognizing a formation or a defensive scheme could be the difference between success and failure of a given play. Absolutely right. I, th- I think Belichick, is, he's just concerned about Cincinnati next week. That's all he worries about. Uh, that's what he'll Cincinnati. tell you. <laughs> <laughs> But the quarterback battles... That's what he'll tell you, but I'm sure behind closed doors, uh, he may be working on plays that are not necessarily for next week's opponent, but may be helpful down the road a little bit. Uh, You're never going to get that out of him, nor should you. Clearly, though, the big angle in preseason football, and it's not the end-all, be-all, but it is the absolute starting point, is doing your homework. What is the depth chart, what is the quarterback rotation, then you've got to be able to dissect and say, well, he's not going to play. He may not, the backup may not even play only a couple of series. So you're down to the third string quarterback. Which is the guy that's going to play the majority of the game? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, often, and we'll see in week one, that uh, if starting quarterbacks play a series, uh, I'd be surprised if it's more than half the league that does that. I'd probably think it'd probably be much less than that. Although, again, with three week, three games instead of four for all but those two teams yesterday, you may want to get a little bit of rhythm in there. But, yeah, it's very important to know the, the uh, quarterback rotation. I think it's also important to look at the teams that are looking to develop offensive lines, tend to run the ball, tend to lean more, more towards lower score games. Again, winning and losing. Coaches will never say we don't want to win or winning's not important, but the fact is winning and losing in preseason is not is not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is on working on things, especially areas of weakness. You want to strengthen your offensive line because your offensive line is important for both the running game and the passing game, and we know how important uh, backup quarterbacks are, and so you want to take a look at teams where there are battles for the second. You got it, Andy. Up against to break, my friend. We'll get you back. Go grab a quick bite to eat. He's coming back top of the hour. Jake Cornegay is joining us coming up next on Sportsbook Radio. It's stupid easy for you. Just listen. You get expert information. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio from the KSHP studios in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Glad to be with you, Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Uh, coming up for Eastern, 1 Pacific, Scott Farrell will be with you on the network. We'll have Vegas Hockey Island here at KSHP. Steve Carp will be in studio with us. Lots on the plate. We've got the Hall of Fame game under our belt, Stevie. So that means football's officially here, which means the Super Contest is getting ready to go, bud. I'm ready. You ready? Let's yep. see. Is Jay Cornegay ready? Man that runs the show over at an incredible facility, the Superbook at the Westgate. The contest is a coming, Jay. Super Contest weekend. We're going to get to see a lot of people, get a lot of sign-ups, and football's officially here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Our first game last night, and we're 0 for 1. All right. That's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
No, it's true, but sweat no, no, in the no, Hall of Fame game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, geez, you know, I was like watching it. Of course, we need the Cowboys, and you know, I wasn't watching it, but I was kind of monitoring, and I was still watching. The, you know, I'm still into the Olympics, and I like, I like watching the Olympics, so I was watching that, watching some baseball, flick it over, you know, on, you know, uh, on on the football channel, and uh, you know, it's like, okay, we're up three nothing. The next, the next thing I see is it's oh, sixteen to three. I was like, okay. All right, <laughs> buddy. I am okay. with you. You're, you and I, I. I hate to, you know, brand you with this. You and I are very similar in nature with our eclectic tastes and our viewing habits. And I am very yeah. much like you. I love the Olympics, and I sample all the goofball stuff. And I enjoy the marathon swimming, the sport climbing thing. Eh, not so much. But I absolutely drew the line in the sand yesterday because I'd recorded it. Three hours of a 50K race walk. <laughs> I just said, that is not happening. I watched that one at four times speed. Well, yeah, I was like telling people, I go, you know, the difference between walking and running. Um, <laughs> and I, I remember that I was like, huh? I was like that guy kind of looks like he's running. He you did. Know? Like, They're running. I, yeah, I was like, well, according to the rules, fast walking, you is you know, you have to have at least one foot on the ground at all times. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm watching to see. My wife goes, you're kidding. I go, no. She goes, she goes I'm going to go make dinner. I'll get a medal for cooking. <laughs> I was like, uh, it, you know, it is funny because we, we actually went out to a, a little... <laughs> You know, watering hole by our house, and uh, last night, and uh, just it was kind of a long week, and and uh, so he's like, "Oh, let's go, and we'll watch it." And it, you know, you put those things on there, and it, it is kind of amazing how people actually start watching those races. You know, if they, you know, they were showing some track and field and everything. Those long races, not so much. You know, I saw, you know, the the, the fast walking. I saw the. Uh, you know, the marathon swimming, you know, but those short races, it seems like people get into that. So it's, uh, it, it's pretty interesting. How have they bet it? I mean, I, it, it, the time frame or the time difference, a lot of the stuff is they're showing it, a lot of it recorded. And then it's this mixed bag of all these different channels. I'm like, oh man, I, I wanted to tape that and I missed it because it's all over the map. But have they been betting the Olympics? No. No, yeah. no it, it just trickles in. I mean, you get a little bit on the basketball, of course, and some on the soccer. Uh, and then you'll get some things here and there. You know, we, we actually see a little bit more. I'm not saying more, but, but there's some interest in Colorado. Colorado is a big Olympic state. They have a lot of Olympians there. Sure. The training teams there. So it's understandable that they're following the Olympics a little bit more than, say, what we see here in, in Nevada. Uh, but it just kind of trickles in, and it's always been that way. Uh, you had, uh, you know, in the past where we have, you know, the team sports, the hockey and the basketball, those are the ones that are going to move the needle a little bit. But because of the time difference, and uh, Tokyo is 16 hours ahead of Nevada, mm-hmm. a lot of these are either take delayed or happening live in the middle of the night, and that certainly hurts the handle. So it's been a wonderful diversion, I would say, that the NHL, the NBA going deep into the summer. Uh, then we had the Open Championship. Now we have the Olympics. And lo and behold, football's here. 
this was really never a down summer. It was really a lot of activity on the wagering board. We had that record numbers in June and uh, July. March, uh, May was some of the best months that we've ever had. And we're talking about handle-wise, we're talking about hold-wise across the board. So sports betting is alive and well um, in all jurisdictions. Uh, you know, a lot of people are still uh, somewhat hunkered down um, and are more, I guess, comfortable at this time staying home and playing sports. And uh, we're seeing those uh, positive results across the board. Jay, the Superbook is its an incredible joint. And we'll get to the contest in a moment. But you got months under your belt now as you've expanded to different jurisdictions, and you alluded to uh, Colorado. How was that process, getting stuff up and running from afar, the education process in, in a new market, and getting up to speed with a rhythm and a routine to get everything to flow and work like a top? Well, you know, first of all, it takes a great team to do all that. And, and from, you know, our end on this side, and also, you know, we had to, uh, you know, take some some of our members uh, out to Blackhawk, Colorado, and, and uh, be on site to, to get those things going. And our, our team did a tremendous job. They were fantastic. And the team that we hired in Colorado, actually, were all native Coloradoans. So we, we actually didn't take anybody from our Las Vegas operation we, we hired all locals there that didn't have one ounce of experience wow. of running a sport. And, and they were just great people, and we were able to coach them up, uh, you know, leading to our opening. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, you know, it's gone over very, very well. We're, we're obviously gearing, you know, that crew up for uh, football, meaning don't take any vacation time on September 9th through the, you know, 14th. <laughs> and, uh preparing them of what they're going to see, you know, in the upcoming month. How does that work, like, up up in Colorado? Like, we know, say, our friends up north in Reno, like, the Niners would be a ridiculous future price, you know, just because of the kind of dough that the people would kind of gravitate to Reno to bet the Niners. The Colorado deal, is it into the Superbook pool here? Is it all one big piece of the pie, but does it impact like money on the Broncos, let's say, on a weekly basis? Yeah, well, this is going to be our first uh, football season, our true football season. And But just seeing what we saw on the Nuggets and the Avs, uh, you know, the locals are always going to, you know, kind of migrate to their, their teams or to those games, and that's exactly what we saw for the you know, the basketball and hockey playoffs. Uh, we certainly expect that in, in Colorado. And we it, we try to make it as easy with, as we can for the, the, you know, the local fans. As in Colorado, we have, like, a Colorado section. So all they have to do is click on the Colorado. It's called Colorado Teams. They click on that, and then they have all their local teams or whatever sport available in that section. So we make it very easy on the app for them to find their teams and we know that's going to be very popular, and we anticipate doing that in other states as well. 
I'm thinking, Jay, I need to get some stock in the Westgate. I think this is just the start for you guys, right? We just saw that Canada has legalized single-game uh, wagering now up there. Louisiana just opened up uh, sports betting in their state. I, th- I think this is like your venture into Colorado. That, that, that's the start of something that's probably going to be, you know, if not throughout the United States, into Canada as well, perhaps, Yes. Yeah, it, it's just the start. It, it, it's uh, you know very accurate. We we uh, went live in Colorado, like I said last year. Uh, New Jersey, hopefully, will be uh, within two weeks. Here, we've been working on that. We've had to go through some unfortunate delays there, not on our behalf, but uh, others that we count on. And um, so we we launch in New Jersey, hopefully by the uh, say the third week of this month at the latest. And then uh, we're looking at other states, which I can't disclose right now, but uh, we have some very good leads, and some of them have been confirmed, uh, and we'll make those announcements here in the near future. But uh, I'm hoping to be in two other states maybe by the middle of next year. Look at you. I'm All on right. the phone to my financial guy right so, now. So here, here's the deal. We've got the Super Contest coming up. I'm going to give you a boatload here. you got about three minutes. Where do we stand now in terms of how many entries? But the thing I would say, Super Contest Weekend, you still got like three and a half, four weeks for, for this. If you're coming in to sign up for the Super Contest, you'll want to come Super Contest Weekend. A, there's the golf tournament, but there's an incredible giveaway opportunity where entries to the Super Contest. If, you, if you're coming in and you want to sign up, make a point of coming Super Contest Weekend, August 27th and 28th. Because it might be well worth your while. Give them, give them the lowdown on all the cool stuff coming up. Yeah, it's right around the corner, Brian. It's unbelievable. Exactly. Well, we we're at three twenty six, I believe, uh, for the super contest right now, which puts us uh, about a hundred or so ahead of last year's pace, and we all know what happened there. But uh, you know, we still had, I believe, thirteen hundred entries last year. We we anticipate that we're going to probably have right around eighteen hundred to two thousand. Um, entries for this year's Super Contest. But what we did was we did change up a few things, which has got a lot of great feedback. Uh, mainly, uh, it's the entry fee is $1,000 this year. Uh, it's 100% payback. All the formats the same. You pick five games against the spread, uh, the NFL games, and um, <clears throat> whoever accumulates the most points you know, will be declared the winner. Um, if we get around just over 2000 we anticipate the winner to have collect just over a half a million dollars. But the end-season contest is where all the buzz has been uh, surrounding, and, and that is, um, let's see, we have nine end-season. We have six uh, three-week contests and um, three six-week contests. And, and that prize money is no uh, loose change here. It's We're not a ham about- sandwich. <laughs> Yeah, we got a, a you know for the the six week contest they, the winner gets a hundred k. So every six weeks, you know, we'll give out a hundred k for first, fifty k for second, ten k, five k, two and a half k for the top five, and then the three week contest, which we'll have six of those. The winner collects seventy five k. Second place is twenty five k, and third is five k. So there's going to be a lot of money flying around during the course of the season, and of course we still have our overall champions, but. Uh, we kick it all off for the Super Contest weekend, which is August 27th, 28th. As you mentioned, we have our golf, golf outing across the street at the uh, um, private Las Vegas Country Club. And uh, it's a treat to play over there. 
uh, but it's right across the street. And during the course of that weekend, we'll be giving away 10 super contest entries. Uh, there's a one on one that will be given away close to the pin, but the others are strong. You can earn those drawing tickets right now. It's going to be fun, and we get to see so many familiar faces. And this time around, people we haven't seen for two years, and then everybody gets on their merry way for the start of football season. You, my friend, are a busy man. We always appreciate you coming on. We look forward to doing the show there on Friday the 27th to kind of kick off Super Cut this weekend. So we'll be seeing you soon. I know you're busy, bud. Thank you, Jay, as always, for doing this. Yeah, guys, thanks a lot for having me on. And everybody can get all those details at superbook.com. Giddy up. Jay Cornegay, the man over at the Westgate, the Superbook. Your jaw will drop if you've never been in there and walk in and see those big screens. Coming back to take it to the top of the hour on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. I'm attorney Adam Kuttner. I grew up playing hockey, and I've been a lifelong fan of the NHL. To win in hockey, you have to be aggressive, you have to work hard, and you have to have a great team. And it's no different when I'm representing my clients in their personal injury cases. My team and I work hard to get you the maximum settlement as quickly as possible, because winning is everything. If you've been injured in an accident, ask attorney Adam Kuttner, 702-382-0000. That's 382-0000. What a combo, Steaks, barbecues, libations, and sports. It all comes together at Saltgrass Steakhouse in the Golden Nugget. Savor and Charbroil. Automotivemap.com presents the Sports Grid Sports Flash powered by the score. The NFL preseason is. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. work. Having fun on a Friday, Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network from the KSHP Studios in Las Vegas with the injury man, Stevie Slapshot. He's got the injury report. Let's run through uh, Major League Baseball, Brian. Uh, The Cubs traded away everybody, and now Jason Hayward with finger inflammation has been placed on the 10-day injured list. For Houston, Alex Brigman still having trouble with his rehab at AAA. Nothing for you! He's got that hamstring injury. He missed yesterday's game again. Also for Houston, Yuli Gurriel with a neck has missed the last two games. He's questionable today versus the Minnesota Twins. For the White Sox, Jake Lamb with a quad expected to be activated off of the injured list today. Los Angeles Dodger fans, not good news. Clayton Kershaw with the forearm. Is not currently throwing, and uh, Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers, says he's probably not going to be ready at least until sometime in September, which means his good friend Matt Stafford will be playing meaningful games in Los Angeles before Kershaw. Uh, For Washington, Juan Soto with a knee. He injured that yesterday, running the bases. He's questionable today versus the Braves. 
Uh, Tyler Stevenson for a Cincinnati Hamstring uh, left Thursday's game, questionable today versus the Pirates. And his teammate Mike Moustakis with a foot injury has returned to the Reds from his rehab, and he's expected to be activated either today or tomorrow. Those are your news tonight in uh, Major League Baseball, Brian. Pay that man his money. Josh Allen got paid. <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, one of my favorite movies. And, and, and that, that, that guy is so the, good. The best movie. with the Oreo cookies. Yeah. When he, when he splits yeah, it yeah, up yeah, in the yeah, tell. Yeah. Oh, that was a great movie. That is a great movie. Is that Rounders? Yeah. Is that that one? Yeah. Fantastic. You know, I will tell you, you know, seriously, Matt Damon is oh, he's a phenomenal. Fun. He really is. He really is. Yep. I mean, pretty much anything he is in, you got to give it a shot. I agree. All right. We're going to give Andy Isco a shot again. And Chuck Esposito from Sunset Station coming up in hour number two. Having fun racing to the weekend. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 204, and the Sports Grid Radio Network. Strategies and expert information. In other words...